6.2.12, the Buddha said, Monks, there are these six ways of being considerate, which endear, bring honor, lead to concord, banish contention, lead to unity, lead to singleness of mind. What six? Here in monks, a monk's part is goodwill indeed towards his fellows in the holy life, openly and in private. Verily, this is a way of being considerate. Again, his part is goodwill in word, goodwill in thought, towards his fellows in the holy life, openly and in private. This also is a way of being considerate. Then, those gains gotten according to rule, be they but bold scraps, he loves to share them impartially, to have them in common with his virtuous fellows in the holy life. This also is a way of being considerate. And those virtues that are unbroken, without flaw, spotless, without blemish, bringing freedom, praised by wise men, incorruptible, leading to concentration, he dwells one in virtue with them among his fellows in the holy life, openly and in private. This also is a way of being considerate. And that Aryan view, saving, leading him who acts accordingly to the utter destruction of dukkha or ill, he dwells one in view with that among his fellows in the holy life, openly and in private. This also is a way of being considerate. Verily, monks, these are the six ways of being considerate, which endear, bring honor, lead to concord, banish contention, lead to unity, lead to singleness of mind. It's the end of the sutta. This uh, sutta, uh, but with, uh, it's also mentioned in the Diga Nikaya, uh, number 16, Mahaparinibbana Sutta. And the Buddha there said uh, that there are certain conditions. Uh, if a group of people or a race, etc., are to be harmonious, uh, are to be strong, uh, there are certain things that they should practice. And in particular for monks, uh, these are important. The first one, if monks live together, they should have goodwill towards each other indeed in their action. Whether openly or in private, they should show metta, goodwill in their actions towards the other people in the monastery that they live with. The second one, they should have metta or goodwill in their words, openly and in private towards the other monks who live in the community, in the monastery. Third one is goodwill in thought towards his fellow monks eh, in the monastery, whether openly or in private, eh, he should have metta. And then the fourth one, eh, those uh, gains, eh, those uh, offerings eh, that he receives, eh, those extra that he receives, eh, he should share them eh, uh, impartially eh, with his uh, fellow monks eh, in the holy life. Eh. Uh, sometimes, uh, even if it's not excess, uh, sometimes uh, he sees that other monks don't have, uh, it is good to share, uh, because this uh, metta, if we show metta towards others, uh, we receive it back in return. And the fifth um, fifth one is um, the virtues, uh, 
moral conduct นะ uh, he should practice them นะ so that uh, he gains the respect นะ and love of his uh, fellows companions in the holy life นะ and then the right view นะ right view also นะ he should attain so that uh, he can um, dwell in concord and harmony uh, with his companions in the holy life uh. and the right view uh, we heard earlier to attain right view uh, we must be very familiar with the uh, discourses of the buddha and then only we can attain the right view the next sutta 6.2.13 is an important sutta monks there are these six factors whereby should be escaped what six monks suppose a monk were to say this of a truth i have made mind emancipation become by good will metta made an increase of it made a vehicle of it made a home of it dwelt with it gathered it together set it well going yet ill will invades my heart and stays speak to him and say go now speak not so reverend sir distort not the word of the exalted one ill is it to distort his word thus verily the exalted one would never speak so it is not possible sir nor could it happen that when mine emancipation is made become by good will made an increase of made a vehicle of made a home of dwelt with gathered together and set well going ill will can invade one's heart and stay it is not possible indeed sir this is just the escape from ill will i mean mine emancipation by good will or suppose among were to say this of a truth i have made mine emancipation become by compassion yet ruthless fierce thoughts invade my heart and stay speak to him in like manner for this is just the escape from ruthless fierce thoughts i mean mine emancipation by compassion or suppose he were to say i have made mine emancipation become by joy yet aversion invades my heart and stays speak to him in like manner for this is just the escape from aversion i mean mine emancipation by joy or suppose he say i have made mine emancipation become by equanimity yet passion invades my heart and stay speak to him likewise for this is just the escape from passion i mean mine emancipation by equanimity or suppose he say i have made mine emancipation become by the signless yet my thoughts run after signs <coughs> speak to him likewise for this is just the escape from all signs i mean mine emancipation by the signless or suppose monks among were to say this i am free of the thought i am nor do i perceive within me the thought this i am yet the dart of doubt and questioning how how invades my heart and stays speak to him and say go now speak not so reverend sir distort not the word of the exalted one ill is it to distort his word thus verily the exalted one would never speak so it is not possible sir nor could it happen that when one is free of the thought i am and sees not within one the thought this i am the dark 
the dance of doubt and questioning, how, how, can invade the heart and stay. It is not possible. Indeed, sir, this is just the escape from the dart of doubt and questioning. I mean the complete rooting out of the conceit I am. Verily, monks, these are the six factors whereby should be escaped. <coughs> Here, the first four things are, are about the Brahma Viharas. <coughs> And uh, from here you get an idea how uh, the exact um, definition of those uh, Pali words Meta, Karuna, Mudita and Upeka. Uh, because here is mentioned the opposite. Like when you practice Meta and you develop Meta, it is not possible for uh, ill will to stay for ill will to uh, arise, eh? because ill will is the opposite of metta. So metta can be translated as goodwill. And the second one is uh, ruthless and fierce thoughts. Eh? Uh, cannot arise if you develop compassion. Uh, and compassion, uh, uh, karuna, is the opposite of ruthless and fierce thoughts. And the third one, sometimes people translate as sympathetic joy. Uh, if you practice uh, mudita, it is not possible for aversion to arise. Um, because when there's a lot of joy in you, uh, there cannot arise aversion. Uh, so... The mudita means uh, join. And the fourth one, if you develop uh, upeka, passion, cannot arise because the opposite of passion is equanimity. Um, and then the fifth one is uh, the signless. If you develop the mind to such a peaceful state, uh, to such a still, tranquil state, uh, then there is a uh, there is no sign, no nimitta, no object in the mind. Then uh, the, the thoughts uh, cannot run after uh, signs. Then the last one is interesting because uh, um, if a monk were to develop uh, his, his mind until it's so tranquil uh, that... Uh, the thought uh, or the feeling, uh, I am, uh, which is always present in us uh, normally, uh, uh, does not arise. Uh, and he does not perceive uh, within himself uh, that he is this or that. Uh, then uh, uh, doubts uh, about the path uh, cannot arise. Uh, this last one concerns the fourth method of meditation, uh, mentioned by Venerable Ananda in the previous Sutta, Anguttara Nikaya 4.170, where it was mentioned by Venerable Ananda that when the monks and nuns attain arahanhood and they come <coughs> and declare to him that they had attained arahanhood, Venerable Ananda said that all of them attain arahanhood by one of four ways. The first one is they develop samatha first, followed by vipassana. The second one is vipassana first, followed by samatha. 
The third one is Samatha and Vipassana at the same time. And the fourth one is the um, Meditate on the Self, uh, which is the I Am, the thought, the feeling of I Am, which is inbuilt uh, in every one of us, uh, the source uh, of the ego. Uh. And if we meditate, uh, put our mind on that, the feeling of I am, uh, the mind becomes more and more tranquil uh, because as long as we are focused on the feeling or the thought I am, uh, the thoughts do not arise, uh, other thoughts do not arise. So uh, we go deeper and deeper into our mind. And if the mind becomes so still uh, that the I am dissolves, uh, there is no more ego uh, felt, uh, then uh, the way uh, is sure. Uh, uh, there is no more doubt uh, in you uh, how to pursue the path uh, to Nibbana. Uh, so this is a very interesting method. Uh, uh, it is uh, suttas like this you know, that give us uh, more insight uh, into how to practice. The next sutta is 6.2.16. Once, while the Exalted One was dwelling among the Bhagis on Crocodile Hill in the Deer Park at Besakala Grove, the good man, the good house father, Nakula's father, or Nakula Pita, lay sick and ailing, grievously ill. Now his wife, Nakula, Pit, Nakula Mata, or Nakula's mother, spoke thus to him, I pray, good man, die not fretfully. Ill is the fate of the fretful. Decried by the exalted one is the fate of the fretful. Maybe, good man, you think, alas, when I am gone, the good wife, Nakula, Nakula's mother, will not be able to support the children nor keep the household together. But think not so, good man, for I am skillful at spinning cotton, at carding the matted wool and I can support the children, keep the household, after you have gone. Wherefore, good man, die not fretfully. Ill is the fate of the fretful. Decried by the exalted one is the fate of the fretful. Or maybe you think, the good wife, when I am gone, will go to another man. But think not so, good man, for you and I know how for sixteen years we have lived as housefolk the holy life. Wherefore, good man, die not fretfully. Or maybe you think the good wife, after I am gone, will have no desire to see the exalted one, no desire to see the monks of the Sangha. But think not so, good man, for verily, when you are gone, greater shall be my desire to see the exalted one, greater shall be my desire to see the Sangha. Wherefore, good man, die not fretfully. Or maybe you think the good wife, after I am gone, will not keep the virtues in full. But think not so, good man, for so long as the exalted one shall have white robe, women lay disciples, folk with homes who keep the virtues in full, I shall be one of them. And if any shall doubt or deny it, let him go and ask the exalted one. That exalted one, Arahan Samasambuddha, who dwells here among the Bhagis on Crocodile Hill in the deer park at Besakala Grove. Wherefore, good man, die not fretfully. 
Or maybe you think the good wife will not gain the calm of heart within herself. But think not so, good men, for as long as the exalted one shall have white-robed women lay disciples who gain that state, I shall be one of them. And if any shall doubt or deny it, let him go and ask the exalted one. Wherefore, good men, die not fretfully. Maybe, good men, you think, the good wife, Nakula's mother, will not in this Dhamma Vinaya win to the firm ground, win a firm foothold, win comfort, dissolve doubt, be freed of uncertainty, win confidence, become self-reliant, live in the teacher's word. But think not so, good man, for so long as the exalted one shall have white-robed women lay disciples, folk with homes, who in this Dhamma Vinaya win to the firm ground, win a firm foothold, win comfort, dissolve doubt, become freed of uncertainty, win confidence, become self-reliant, and live in the teacher's word, I shall be one of them. And if any shall doubt or deny it, let him go and ask the exalted one, that exalted one, Arahan, Samasambuddha, who dwells here among the Bhagis on Crocodile Hill in the Deer Park at Besakala Grove. Wherefore, good man, die not fretfully. Ill is the fate of the fretful. Decried by the exalted one is the fate of the fretful. Now while the good man was being counseled with this counsel by Nakula's mother, even as he lay there, his sickness subsided, and Nakula's father arose from that sickness, and thus that sickness was laid aside by the good man of the house. Now not long after he had got up, Nakula's father, leaning on a stick, visited the exalted one, saluted him and sat down at one side. And to him thus seated, the exalted one said this, It has been to your gain, good man, you have greatly gained, good man, in having had the good wife, Nakula's mother, full of compassion and desiring your will or good eh, as a counsellor, as a teacher. Verily, so long as I have white-robed women lay disciples, folk with homes who keep the virtues in full, the good wife, Nakula's mother, will be one of them. So long as I have lay disciples who gain the calm of heart within the self, she will be one of them. So long as I have laid disciples who in this Dhamma Vinaya win to the firm ground and live in the teacher's word, the good wife will be one of them. It has been to your gain, good man, you have greatly gained, good man, in having had the good wife, Nakula's mother, full of compassion and desire for your will as a counsellor, as a teacher. That's the end of the sutta. So you see, when this uh, Nakula's father came to see the Buddha, the Buddha, even before he said anything, uh, the Buddha, because of the psychic ability to read his mind, uh, the Buddha straight away told him uh, and confirmed uh, what his wife had said, uh, that she has the virtues in full, uh, that she has tranquility of mind, that she has unshakable faith uh, in the Buddha. Uh. Uh, this is um, this couple, Nakula's mother and Nakula's father, uh, were a very loving couple, and um, they were like uh, exemplary disciples of the Buddha. And um, from this sutta, you can see uh, it is uh, 
gain to have a wise wife or a wise husband who encourages and supports one in the spiritual path who's able to speak the right words at the right time the other thing you see eh, that when the nakula's mother was giving all this advice to nakula's father he recovered from his sickness uh it shows uh, uh that much of our sickness uh, is due to our frame of mind if we have the right frame of mind uh, then we can recover from our sickness and also you uh, notice uh, uh, the words of nakula's mother you can see how some lay pe- lay disciples uh, during the buddha's time how they practiced so well kept the precepts so purely practice meditation to calm the mind and have unshakable faith in the buddha dharma and sangha from listening to the buddha's words and live their lives according to the dharma such people are rare to find even before and also now the next sutta 6.2.17 On one occasion while he dwelt near Savati Ajita Grove in Anatta Pindika's park the exalted one rising from solitude in the evening approached the service hall or sala and on arriving sat down on the seat ready there then too the venerable sariputta rising from solitude in the evening went to the service hall saluted the exalted one and sat down at one side So likewise came the venerable Maha Moggallana the venerable Maha Kasapa the venerable Maha Kachana the venerable Maha Kotita the venerable Maha Chunda the venerable Maha Kapina the venerable Anuruddha the venerable Revata and the venerable Ananda and they all sat down at one side now after passing much of the night thus seated the exalted one rose and entered the dwelling and soon after he had gone the venerable monks also rose and and went each to his dwelling but the novices not long gone forth newly come to this dhamma vinaya went on snoring and sleeping there even until sunrise i just stop here for a moment you see normally during the buddha's time from the suttas uh, we find that the monks in the morning they'd go out on pindabad arms round and then they come back and they take their meal and after taking their meal uh, they would find a secluded place uh, to uh, practice uh, meditation and this they would do for the most part of the day and then when the sun goes down uh, they would go to where the leader was uh. in this case the buddha was there they would go to the buddha if the buddha was not around then they would go to the most senior monk and uh, there they would discuss dhamma uh, sometimes they would discuss dhamma and like in this case uh, this one of the days uh, when the buddha had nothing to say to them probably he had taught them so much uh, so he just sat in meditation and they also followed him sat in meditation and after some time uh, he went back to his kuti uh, to take his rest and uh, senior monks also did likewise la went back to the kuti eh, to take a rest but the young monks eh, they were in the sala and they were sleeping in the sala and snoring there until the sunrise 
and the sutta continues la and the exalted one seeing with the deva eye surpassing the purity of man those monks snoring and sleeping till sunrise went to the service hall and sat down and being seated addressed them saying monks where is sariputta where is mahamogalana where is mahakasapa mahakachana mahakotita mahachunda mahakapina anuruddha revata ananda where have these elder disciples gone monks and they answered lord they too soon after the exalted ones departure rose and went each to his dwelling and the buddha said monks then you are now elders yet novice like you sleep and snore till sunrise what think you monks have you either seen or heard of a warrior raja crowned and anointed living a life of indulgence giving given over to the pleasures of the bed indolence and sloth to his heart's content and ruling all his life the darling and favorite of the country folk no indeed lord well monks neither have i or have you seen or heard of a farmer a land owner's son a general a village headman a guild master each living a life of indulgence and each managing his affairs all his life the darling and favorite of his underlings no indeed lord well monks neither have i then have you ever seen or heard of a recluse or a brahmin indulging himself to his heart's content in the pleasures of bed indolence and sloth with sense doors unguarded knowing no moderation in eating not practicing wakefulness without right view nor practicing the practice day in and day out of making become things that wing to his awakening yet having destroyed the asavas and being asava free entering and abiding in liberation by mind in liberation by wisdom and realizing it here and now by his own knowledge no indeed lord well monks neither have i wherefore monks train yourselves thus we will become guarded as to the sense doors no moderation in eating be practice in wakefulness possess right view and dwell day in and day out practicing the practice of making become things that wing to our awakening verily monks train yourselves thus that's the end of the sutta here the buddha is telling them the the young monks uh, that when the elder monks are not around then they are considered the senior uh, monks uh, then they should act like senior monks and not uh, indulge in um, uh, sleep uh, unmindfully um uh, you can see yeah, that the buddha's standard is quite high la, and he doesn't uh, like his disciples uh, to sleep so much uh. in the buddha's teachings uh, he encouraged the disciples to sleep just a minimum amount uh, just enough to have enough rest la. Uh, and these things that he encouraged the Bud- the young monks to practice these are the important practices la, guarded as to the sense doors moderation in eating uh devoted to wakefulness possess right view etc so i'll stop here and uh, if you have any questions we can discuss huh?
s u t a 6.2.18 Once, when the exalted one with a great company of monks walked a tour among the Kosalis, he saw as he went along the highway a fisherman who had caught a haul of fish and was selling them as a fishmonger. And the exalted one, at the sight, stepped off the road and sat down at the foot of a tree on a seat made ready for him. And sitting there, he said to the monks, "Monks, see you that fisherman selling fish as a fishmonger? Yes, Lord. Then what think you, monks? Have you either seen or heard of a fisherman, fishmonger, slaughtering and selling fish, and as a result of such deeds, of that way of living, going about on an elephant or on horseback?" Or in a chariot, or carriage, or feasting at feasts, or living in the abundance of great wealth. No, indeed, Lord. Well, monks, neither have I. And why is that? Verily, monks, evilly minded, he gloats on fish being slaughtered, being brought to the slaughter, and because of that he goes not about on an elephant. Nor on horseback, nor in a chariot, nor carriage, nor feast, nor feast at feast, nor lives in the abundance of great wealth. What think you, monks? Have you either seen or heard of a butcher slaughtering and selling cattle, rams, pigs, or beasts of the forest, and living in the abundance of great wealth? No, indeed, Lord. Well, monks, neither have I. And why is that? Verily, monks, it is because he gloats evilly on their being slaughtered, being brought to the slaughter. Indeed, monks, he who gloats evilly on creatures being slaughtered, being brought to the slaughter, shall not go about on elephants, nor on horseback, nor in chariots, nor in carriages, nor feast at feasts, nor live in the abundance of great wealth. But what shall be said of him who gloats evilly on human beings being slaughtered, being brought to the slaughter? Verily, monks, it shall be to his harm and hurt for many a day. For on the breaking up of the body after death, he shall arise in the wayward way, the ill way, the abyss, hell. That's the end of the sutta. Here, the Buddha is making the point that a person who Uh, has a livelihood uh, such as this, uh, as a butcher or a fishmonger. Uh, he has low or base thinking, and because of his uh, base thinking, uh, he does not have uh, much merit. Uh, he does not uh, have the uh, blessings uh, of great wealth, etc. But sometimes there may be exceptions because sometimes you find somebody doing an evil occupation, yet he seems to be having a good life. He seems to be very rich and all that. That is probably due to his good karma from the past. But because of his present deeds, he is using up his good karma, and either in this life itself he will suffer later, or in the next birth.